Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss Coffee Break Italian Season 3 Episode 6 Ciao a tutti e bentornati a Coffee Break Italian Io sono Mark Salve a tutti e io sono Francesca Come stai Mark? Sono contento perché oggi ho un caffè perché mi aiuta stamattina Ah, buona idea, Mark. Io invece sto bevendo un tè oggi, un tè verde. Devo dire che bevo più caffè che tè. Ah, ok, interessante. This is, you know, Mark, this is an interesting sentence because you could have also said bevo più caffè di tè, ah, okay, meaning I, I drink more coffee <laughs> than you. <laughs> That is great because, yes, yeah, so what I said was bevo più tè, bevo più caffè che tè, meaning... I drink more coffee than tea, but you're suggesting that we could also say di te, meaning I drink more coffee than you, di te. Yes, uh, and it sounds the same. If it was uh, written, then obviously the word for tea would have an accent, but when speaking, it sounds exactly uh, the same word. So it's very interesting. I'd never thought of that. <laughs> molto interessante, molto interessante. Of course, that was what we covered last time, but this time we're covering something different. Francesca, what have you got for us today? Yes, we're, we're still in the topic of uh, adjectives, but today we are looking specifically at relative and absolute superlatives of uh, adjectives, obviously. Sounds quite fancy, but I think as ever, some examples will help. Allora, bando alle ciance? Sì, come sempre, diamo inizio alle danze! Okay, Francesca, I think I might need a stronger coffee. Um, relative and absolute superlatives. Tell us more. Okay, shall we start from uh, relative superlatives? <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, so uh, relative superlatives uh, are situations where we compare one thing not just to another thing, but uh, uh, to all the other things uh, or people belonging to the same uh, category. Okay, so... Sounds complicated. <laughs> Last time we talked about comparatives, which is the kind of more idea. Superlatives is the most idea. Sì, sì, esatto. In English, is the, the most uh, thing. So let's just start with an example. As always, I think it's the best thing to do this. Uh, I can say that Londra... È la città più grande del Regno Unito. Londra è la città più grande del Regno Unito. 
Right, if we looked at this and translated it word for word, we would have London is the city more big of the United Kingdom. Okay, with more big, più grande. However, because we've got la città più grande, it actually is meaning it's the biggest city of the United Kingdom. Esatto, sì, perfetto. Londra è la città più grande del Regno Unito. So we have the definite article, la. We still have uh, the word uh, più and for the opposite, the, contracts, uh, the contrary, we can use meno as we learned uh, in the previous uh, episode and uh, uh, the adjective, la più grande. And for the comparison, we're using di again. Ok, so Londra è la città più grande del Regno Unito. Can you give us another example? Sì, let's try with, uh, uh, with meno this time. Questi sono i personaggi meno famosi della serie. Questi sono i personaggi, these are the characters, the people, meno famosi, least famous, della serie. So these are the least famous people in the series. Esatto, sì. So again, we have uh, the definite article, uh, a noun, i personaggi, meno, and uh, the adjective that we are using for the comparison, meno famosi. So these are the least famous characters of the series. Okay. A quick question here, Francesca. I think I may have heard something along the lines of Londra è la più grande città del Regno Unito. Yes, that's right, Mark. With some adjectives, like the adjective uh, eh, grande, in this case, we can change the word order and we can say Londra è la più grande città del Regno Unito. And if we are talking, like, if we are already talking about cities and we know that the topic is the cities, we could also say, ah, sì, Londra è la più grande del Regno Unito, if it's already intended that the topic, the subject matter is cities. Good. Okay. So in that sense, we don't need to repeat uh, la città. In that sense, we would just say Londra è la più grande del Regno Unito. Esatto, sì, sì, sì. Okay, that all makes sense so far because in a sense it's, it's a little similar to what we have in English. However, there are some things that we need to, to consider. And one of these things to consider is that we have some irregular forms, don't we? See, as we mentioned in the previous uh, episode, uh, some, uh, some adjectives can have uh, irregular uh, forms. So uh, we mentioned buono. And uh, we can say uh, il più buono, but we also have uh, the alternative uh, with the adjective il migliore, or obviously la migliore for feminine, i migliori masculine plural, and le migliori feminine plural. So the adjectives, the regular adjectives we mentioned in the previous episode also have uh, an alternative uh, when it comes to the relative superlatives here. Ottimo, ottimo. Okay, can we have some examples again? Sì, ad esempio possiamo dire eh, la pizza è il piatto migliore d'Italia. Sono forse d'accordo. <laughs> non so, ma forse. <laughs> <laughs> Vediamo. So, we could say la pizza è il piatto 
piatto più buono d'Italia or il più buon piatto d'Italia. But with the adjective buono, we know that we have the alternative of migliore. Mm-hmm. Okay, so pizza is the best dish of Italy or in Italy. Okay. Possiamo dire, remember we also gave the example with siblings, uh, with piccolo, uh, minore or grande, maggiore. Uh, ad esempio, Luigi è il minore dei fratelli. Okay, so Luigi is the youngest of the brothers, the smallest of the brothers, not in, in physical size, but in age. Sì, we could have said il più piccolo, but as we mentioned in the previous episode, when it comes to uh, siblings, it's quite common to uh, use uh, maggiore or uh, minore. And at times in these situations, instead of di for the comparison, we can also use tra or fra ah, as an alternative right. when we compare uh, to someone to uh, another someone or something which is plural so we could say luigi è il minore tra i fratelli so there we have tra or fra both of which kind of mean among so he's the youngest among all the brothers esatto sì is there any difference between di or tra in this case Uh, well, we can only use uh, uh, tra or fra if the uh, the thing we are comparing uh, uh, something with is uh, is plural. So in this case, we can say Luigi è il minore dei fratelli or tra i fratelli. But if we think of the previous example with Londra, then we cannot really say Londra è la città più grande fra il Regno Unito, because the Regno Unito is just one, uh, one single entity. But could I say Londra è la città più bella tra tutte le città che ho visitato? Sì, 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 perfetto. Quello è perfetto, Marco, bravissimo. Okay, out of all the cities that I visited, London is the most beautiful. I, I, no offense to London, I probably don't agree. But anyway, um, <laughs> there are other non cities importa, that I Non importa, sono tutte belle le città. Indeed, and, and just as a grammatical example, obviously. Now, these are relative superlatives that we're looking at. You also mentioned absolute superlatives, and I think this is where Italian has something a little special. Uh, do you think so? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, so absolute superlatives, first of all, are like uh, when there is no comparison, basically, when something is the best or the worst uh, with no comparison uh, whatsoever. And uh, probably our listeners are already familiar with adjectives ending in uh, issimo or issima. Uh, Without knowing it, uh, this is uh, uh, an absolute uh, superlative. So when we say uh, il gelato è buonissimo, Uh, Anna è altissima, So, uh, this is like uh, uh, very tall, very good, with no comparison. And one of the best things about this, it's always great when you come across a new grammar point that you didn't realize you already know. So, there you go. You've got absolute superlatives that are issimo, issima, issimi, issime. Basically, drop the final vowel and add issimo with those changes to it. Um, However, (laughs) there are some uh, irregular forms here as well that we need to look at. 
see some irregularities that we have to consider at this uh, level. First of all, uh, with adjectives ending in uh, uh, co and go, most of them, not all of them, as always, Italian has irregularities in the irregularities. <laughs> but uh, as a general rule, if there is an adjective ending in co or go, and we want to add uh, issimo, then we also need the help of uh, the letter H to retain the hard sound. So, for example, eh, antico, then we need to add H to produce antichissimo. Otherwise, we would end up with anticissimo. Which sounds a little strange. Yeah, so antichissimo, so an H in there after the C to keep that adjective, the, the, the sound of the K hard. Or with the G, ad esempio, largo, mm -hmm. large, then if we just attach issimo, the result is largissimo, but we want a G sound, so we must add H and the result is larghissimo. That makes perfect sense. Okay. Okay, and uh, we mentioned uh, uh, some uh, uh, irregularities uh, uh, before and in the previous uh, episode or some alternatives uh, that we have for adjectives like buono, cattivo and so on. And we also have the so-called uh, uh, synthetic uh, forms uh, uh, here. So, for example, with the adjective buono, we can obviously say buonissimo. We always say buonissimo and it's absolutely fine. But we also have the alternative of ottimo. I think I said that earlier, actually, without even thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> ottimo. Yeah, so that means the, the optimal, the, the, the most good form. See, we can say uh, questa pizza è buonissima, but there is also the alternative of saying questa pizza è Ottima, and it's a lovely adjective, and it also adds that little bit of uh, really idea of something being top quality, really being the best. Mm -hmm. Soprattutto quando c'è cipollo, sì. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> che disastro, ti prego. <laughs> so if, if it were, if it did have pollo on it, if that pizza, what would be the, the, the worst possible description there? Then we would use uh, pessimo or pessima in the case of uh, a pizza. <laughs> so that's the opposite of ottimo, pessimo. Sì, pessimo. So it means very, very bad. So cattivissimo or cattivissima, but the synthetic form is a pessimo, pessima. Okay. Reserved <laughs> not only for, for pizza with, with chicken. <laughs> sì. And uh, again, for uh, grande, we can say grandissimo or massimo. Mm -hmm. Or uh, for piccolo, piccolissimo, or minimo. Minimo, yeah. I actually love the word piccolissimo. I think it's a lovely sounding word. It sounds nice, yes. Tiny, tiny, <laughs> but minimo. Like, yeah, we, we see that these words obviously are coming from Latin. We have the same roots for the words in English that we use, like optimal and uh, maximum and minimum and, and, and so on. Uh, so, yeah, it's interesting to see how these are used in, in everyday Italian. Francesca, are there any alternatives to these issimo words? Because there, there are a couple of suffixes in my head that I'm thinking, um, you know, like we can add extra to something, extra to, to an adjective to, to give it a little more uh, an alternative to the issimo form. 
see there are a lot of options uh, i can think of in italian obviously uh, we have the word molto uh, so uh, if we take the adjective bello for example we can say bellissimo as an alternative we can say molto bello we can also use uh, assai which personally is something that uh, i don't use very often but it's such a lovely word uh, assai uh, bello it's i think it's more uh, common in the south of italy and i really like the sound of uh, assai assai bello and something very italian is the repetition of the adjective we can say oh è bello bello <laughs> è buono it. buono è bravo bravo <laughs> eh, veloce veloce <laughs> <laughs> okay just coming back to assai um if you are a french learner just a little word of advice here don't get confused between assai in italian and assai in French, because I say in French has the sense of quite or uh, enough. Um, but in Italian, assai is much stronger than that. It's it's very, it's the, the most beautiful thing. Assai bello. See, that's a good, that's a good point, Mark. And now that you're uh, talking about French, uh, I think I should also, uh, also mention, in case our listeners uh, uh, speak French, uh, when it comes to uh, the relative uh, superlative, uh, don't get confused with the, with the French structure for relative superlatives. In Italian, you cannot use uh, the definite article twice when you are uh, creating uh, uh, a relative uh, superlative structure. Very good idea to, to mention that, Francesca. If you're not a French learner or if you've never studied French, just ignore all of that. Um, but because we know that many of our learners have studied French or have a, 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 a grounding in French, then sometimes it is useful to draw comparisons between the languages. So we've, we can use molto, we can use uh, assai, we can double our adjective, bello, bello, and of course we can use our issimo forms. Anything else? See, there are some suffixes sorry, uh, that are also quite nice uh, as an alternative. Uh, you mentioned uh, extra uh, before, so we can add uh, extra in front uh, of the adjective, probably more in uh, a spoken colloquial Italian. You can say, questo è extra importante. <laughs> uh -huh, extra importante, okay. Or uh, iper, which is uh, quite common. So and, hyper, uh, in a sense. Sì, sì. And if you go to Italy, you can find un ipermercato, for example, which is a little bit more than a supermercato. <laughs> so a hypermarket, yeah. Um, iper there. But you can stick that in front of most adjectives, yeah? Yes, not all of them. This is something that comes a little bit when you develop some sort of sensitivity for the language, uh, I would say. But it's good at least to recognize them. And one that I really like is arci. Oh, I love that one. Yes. Yeah. So arci, um, would an example be arci stufo? Sì, bravissimo. Sono, Sono arci stufo. <laughs> I'm really, really fed up. <laughs> fed up to the, well, to the, to the head or fed up to the oaksters in Scots, we would say. Sì, 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 sì. Esatto. Excellent. Okay, we're going to take a short break and then after the break we'll come back and we'll be listening to a conversation in which you're going to be hearing lots of these superlatives um, and it gives you a good chance to, to hear them in context. But for now, a dopo. Thank you. 
In addition to the podcast version of Coffee Break Italian Season 3, we are also putting together a full course on the Coffee Break Academy, where you'll be able to access bonus materials to help you make even better progress with your Italian. That's right. Not only will you be able to enjoy an ad-free audio version of each lesson, we'll also provide a bonus episode in which we'll go through every detail of the dialogues and a third episode for each lesson in which Francesca will be testing us with some translation challenges based on the lesson topic. Of course, there are comprehensive notes and a video version of each lesson too. Visit coffeebreakitalian.com and follow the links for season three there. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Allora Francesca, puoi spiegarci un po' la conversazione di oggi? Sì, Mark, eh, mi piace molto questa conversazione perché tu, Mark, sei il sarto Luigi. <laughs> ok, I'm a, a sarto, which is a, 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 like a tailor? A, a sì. dressmaker? <laughs> sì, 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 esatto, sì. We have the word in English sartorial uh, linked ah. to this. Um, okay. So I'm the dressmaker or the the the, the, the tailor, um, and who else do we have? And we also have uh, uh, Silvia in the role of Federica, who is uh, uh, my friend, and I'll also be in the dialogue in the role of um, of Elena. And I'm desperate because I need to find uh, a address for my friend's wedding. Let's have a listen to the conversation. Federica, sono disperata. Mancano tre giorni al matrimonio di Roberta e ancora non ho comprato un vestito adatto. Ma come? Perché non usi quello che hai messo al matrimonio di tua sorella? È bellissimo! Lo so, ma non mi piace mettere lo stesso vestito due volte. E poi Roberta è molto attenta a questi dettagli e so che si offenderà. Allora ti accompagna alla boutique Belle Époque del Sarto Luigi. È il negozio più caro della città, ma vende i vestiti migliori di tutti. Forza, andiamo! Buongiorno, signore. Posso aiutarvi? Salve, cercavo qualcosa di elegante per un matrimonio. 
Guardi, sono appena arrivati questi abiti all'ultima moda. Ne ho venduto una alla ragazza che è appena uscita. Ma sono costosissimi! Sono i più costosi tra tutti i vestiti che ho provato fino ad ora. Tranquilla, signora. In questo negozio facciamo degli ottimi sconti. Va bene, allora ne voglio provare un po'. Guarda, Fede, che ne dici? Il vestito giallo è sicuramente il più raffinato di tutti, ma il giallo è anche un colore delicatissimo. A me piace molto il vestito nero. Sì, ti piace perché è il meno caro. Scusa la sincerità, ma secondo me ti sta malissimo. E poi il nero è un colore non molto adatto per un matrimonio. Perché non prova questa gonna? È il modello più gettonato della stagione. Abbiamo molte tinte e diverse lunghezze. Sono tutte molto belle. Questa forse è la più carina di tutte. Perché non la provi? No, sai che ho un pessimo rapporto con le gonne. Non le metto da quando andavo all'asilo. Ma ha preso in considerazione i pantaloni? Un completo giacca e pantaloni e un bel paio di scarpe con il tacco. Che ne pensa? Non ci avevo pensato, ma mi sembra la migliore di tutte le opzioni. Elena, il signore ha ragione. L'anno scorso la testimone di mia cugina, Chiara, indossava i pantaloni ed era sicuramente l'invitata più elegante di tutte. Allora, provi questo. È il modello più richiesto tra i completi da donna. Wow, è davvero perfetto. Penso che lo comprerò. Sei sicura, Elena? Sicura, sicura. Ah, ma quanto costa? È l'ultimo modello rimasto, quindi ha un prezzo molto interessante. Solo 89 euro anziché 145. Interessantissimo, direi. Grazie, signor Luigi. Lei è sempre il migliore. <laughs> ok. Um, yeah, no, no Oscars there for that, I don't think. I think you did really well. I love your voice in this dialogue, Mark. Bravissimo. <laughs> Grazie. Okay, shall we talk a little about what has been happening in, in this dialogue? See, as we mentioned in the introduction, Elena, myself, <laughs> Elena is desperate because she has nothing to wear for um, Roberta's wedding in three days' time. Mm-hmm. So her friend Federica um, is obviously helping her and she suggests uh, that she just wears the, the dress that she wore for her sister's wedding. But Elena is not too sure. She thinks that uh, wearing the same dress twice is not really ideal. And she also doesn't want to offend Roberta. Yeah. So what do they decide to do? Well, they decide to visit your shop, <laughs> Luigi's <laughs> Boutique, which is also the most expensive shop uh, in uh, town with the best clothes, obviously. Of yeah, you know, my, my sense of style goes before me. Sì, sì, sì. And uh, yes, Luigi, the tailor, uh, shows them some expensive dresses, but he also uh, says uh, he can give some interesting discounts, some very good discounts. Okay, so what happens next? See, Elena decides to try on a yellow dress, but she prefers the black one, uh, which also happens to be cheaper. Yeah, but the black is not ideal in a sense because she's going to a wedding. See, Federica says that it wouldn't really suit her and it's not appropriate for, uh, for a wedding. 
Mm-hmm. Then uh, I, or Luigi, has a suggestion. Sì, he suggests a skirt, una gonna, but Elena is not really the type uh, of person who would wear a, a skirt. skirt yeah. yeah, she hasn't been wearing a skirt since, since nursery. Sì, sì, infatti, molto tempo. Uh, so Luigi has an idea. He suggests a nice jacket, uh, trousers and uh, high heel shoes. <laughs> okay, now um, Elena thinks that this is a great idea, doesn't she? Sì, sì, and uh, um, Federica agrees because she says that uh, um, her cousin's uh, wedding, uh, we can say witness or uh, bridesmaid probably, uh, last year was wearing something similar and she was the most elegant of all guests at the wedding. Now, this turns out to be quite a a good idea, not least because um, it happens to be the last remaining suit in the shop. And it's quite cheap, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> they get a, a special discount in a sense. See, 89 euros instead of uh, 145, which still would have been quite uh, <laughs> quite cheap for, for that type of dress. Indeed. Excellent. Well, we'll be going through the conversation in more detail in our language study episode, which is part of our premium material. So if you have got that, then you can go straight onto that now and work through our premium version with our language study episode. That's almost it for this episode, but as ever, c'è ancora una cosina. Sì, c'è una piccola cosina anche per oggi, Mark. And we have been talking in this episode about clothes, dresses and uh, trying things on and finding uh, what uh, suits us uh, best. So in Italian, there is a phrase that we use to describe when uh, something fits perfectly. Okay, what is that phrase then? This is calzare a pennello. Okay, so calzare must have something to do with calze. Sì, that, that's the idea. Uh, it means like it comes from, uh, from calza, so from something that, uh, that you wear. And it's used in a more uh, extended uh, way, though. So it's used for, uh, for all uh, items of, uh, of clothing and also in a more figurative uh, way as well. We can say that, for example, uh, a nickname, un soprannome, uh, calza, calza pennello or... Uh, un discorso, a speech, uh, calza pennello. So it's really fit uh, for, the, for the occasion or for the, for the situation. And what is un pennello? Oh, un pennello is a, a paintbrush. Okay. Un pennello, sì. So it, the idea is that something uh, fits so well as if it was painted by, uh, ah, right. by, by a painter in a way. <laughs> That makes sense. Okay, so calzare a penello. Could you give us an example of that in a sentence so that we, we can use this ourselves? Sì. Oh, questa sciarpa ti calza a pennello, Mark. Okay, quella, quella sciarpa hai detto? Sì, scarf. Yeah, so this, that, that scarf fits you like a glove. Sì, sì. It's perfect sì. for you. It's sì, you esatto, sì. Okay, with that, we shall leave this episode of Coffee Break Italian there. We hope that you've enjoyed it and we hope that you've enjoyed our our trip to the the clothes shop. Um, We'll be back next time with another conversation and more grammar for you to work through. 
for now, grazie mille e alla prossima! Grazie a tutti, ciao ciao! You have been listening to a Coffee Break Languages production for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2022, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2022, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved. <laughs>